For years, I was so fed up with shampoo, I just stopped washing my hair. I quit completely. I was so sick of poofy, frizzy, limp hair, distorting my natural oils. Until a few months ago, I found Modern Mammals, and it changed everything. And by the way, right now you can visit modernmammals.com and use code LSS for 10% off. So check that out. So look, I heard about this through the podcast, and before I agreed to advertise, they sent it to me, and I was reluctant. But let me tell you, I should not have been. This stuff is absolutely magical. My hair felt better, smelled way better, and most importantly, looked better. And I know it will do the same for you as well. It doesn't have those hair-ruining chemicals like other products, and it doesn't leave any leftover residues. It works. Don't believe me? Go read their awesome reviews online as well. Go to ModernMammals.com and use code LSS for 10% off. Again, that's ModernMammals.com for 10% off with promo code LSS. Don't forget to use our promo code LSS so they know we sent you. Audio. We didn't have video. Mike turned into a giraffe at one point. At one point, it was really strange. You know, I like giraffes. I wouldn't mind being a giraffe for a day. If you got to pick an animal, giraffes are a pretty good one. I think if I got my pick of the litter, I would go dolphin because that just seems really fun. But yeah, giraffe would be like high up there, like definitely A tier, not S tier, A tier. <laughs> what about Absolutely. you? What are you thinking? Uh, any animal. Any single animal I could be. My favorite mm-hmm. animal is probably an orangutan. But That's pretty chill. It's like you're so close to being human at that point. Yeah. I mean, yeah, you can jump higher and like do fun orangutan things like play with balls or whatever. But like I can play with a ball. Yeah. It's not that like, big a deal. It'd be kind of cool if you were like a sign language orangutan though. Like that would be pretty sweet because then everybody would be like, whoa, you're awesome. Even though you're like. <laughs> kind of every normal person can do this but you know thanks <laughs> right right well i think you gotta if you're picking an animal you gotta pick an animal that can fly i think flying is key well, that was my thought with dolphin because it's like flying through the water right like that's something that people can't do either yeah i dig that well it's really great to be back here on another episode of this is the new shit featuring yes, myself is. And Mike Howell, and welcome everybody on Twitch, listeners on the podcast, wherever you are in the entire world, because we're worldwide on this thing. I know. Even if you're out of this world. Ooh. It's up to our alien listeners. Wow. Coming at you from I like that, Mike. I like that. That's really good. Isn't it funny how it used to be such a thing when you'd be like, we're broadcast worldwide and like, oh yeah, all these countries. And now it's like, uh, yeah, like, why wouldn't you be? Yeah. I mean, yeah. it's kind of weird. Uh, some band did that. They were like, our stream's only accessible from the UK for the live stream. But then they did a US oh, yeah. one later. I was yeah. like, that's kind of an interesting way to do it. 
but they were also like live in the chat and everything like that. So I, I don't know. It makes sense. It's more of a Q and a thing afterwards. Right. I think So no, I, I saw that. I, I forget who it was that was doing that. They were Holding doing absence. They were doing live streams that were like geo targeted in certain time zones. So well, like three, three, three did that around <clears> the world. Yeah. That's, that's super interesting. I mean, it's kind of cool, mm-hmm. I guess to make, you know, to be like, Hey, this, this is like for you, you know, yeah. Germany or whatever, like, we're kind of like trying to cater to you a little bit because that's what mm-hmm. we do when we play a live show. But, uh, it's also a little bit ridiculous. Yeah. And cause there's I this mean, thing called the VPN that you can just do whatever you want with. Maybe also true. Maybe people have heard of it by now, but Hey, anyway, <laughs> so Mike, we've got music to talk about, but we, do. Uh, we always talk about start out by talking about the music of the last week. And yes, we you had a super interesting pick for number one. Can you refresh everybody on what that number one pick was? So uh, coming out of Toronto, I picked kind of black gaze post-hardcore band Respire with their new album, Black Line. Did you listen to it? Oh, yeah. What are your thoughts? It's great. I mean, yes. I had never heard of this band when you brought them up. Despite them being from Toronto, they're, they're, just, mm-hmm. they're a really small band uh, for now, at least. This record might change that. But uh, yeah, super cool. I mean, just it's really hard to kind of I mean, you you described it, but I don't know. Mm -hmm. I I found it very difficult to kind of describe to somebody because they don't really sound like anyone else. Um, And they have a lot of elements of metal like, you Mm -hmm. know, super aggressive, almost black metal parts yep. throughout this record but then they'll go into a part that literally sounds like 90s emo yeah like and straight ripped from a post hardcore song song yeah like, it's and, great like in it but it works in a really cool way mm-hmm. where you know I, I, the problem that i have with a lot of metal and to be honest i've had this problem for like the better part of 30 years listening to I mean, metal you've always been kind of a punk guy so yeah, i have but I, I mean i i discovered metal before i discovered punk so mm-hmm. i was you know metal was my first love but why what just bothered me about metal was the fear of emotion you know yeah. and the fear of really putting yourself out there in a vulnerable way because metal mm-hmm. like so much of metal is it's tough like i'm tough yeah, it's and about I'm, be, it's about being hard and yeah i think that's that's kind of a script that's really changed within the last like 10 years too. Yeah. Which oh, I think oh yeah. It's pretty great. And, and you know, but it's still not all the time. Yeah. The band's called respire mm-hmm. for people that are wondering and just tuning in. And um, yeah, th- this band just has this extra cool emotional mm-hmm. element without taking away from their aggression that yep. I think is missing in a lot of uh, the extreme metal genre. So I really love mm-hmm. this pick Mike. And I think, that this is the reason why people need to listen to this podcast because 100%. no one else is talking about this record and they should be. It's absolutely phenomenal. Um, I agree with you a lot of, on a lot of your points. Like I think that it's an absolutely brilliant record. It really wears its heart on its sleeve, like lyrically yeah. kind yeah. of emotionally with everything that's going on. Like it really wants you to feel certain ways at certain points in the record. Like it's got this kind of brilliant string, like kind of instrumental song that it starts off with and the strings kind of like set up this overture for kind of the thematics of how the album's going to go. It's got these kind of like great ebb and flows between the really like heavy parts, these black metal fast parts, these kind of slower post hardcore parts. And sometimes it even drops down to like spoken word with some like orchestral or horns in the background. I think it's like absolutely amazingly mixed as well. Yeah. Because 
it's kind of one of those mixes where everything is layered, but you kind of pick out little bits from each layer every time you listen and like you can find something new. I really like things like that. And overall, I just love this album. It's absolutely phenomenal. And if you haven't listened to it yet, you really, really, really should. Even if black metal or whatever sounds scary to you, like just try it out. This is, I'd say a very, very, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, digestible kind of black metal thing, right? It's not like you're going to come in and it's immediately just going to be like talking about burning down churches or whatever. Like it's very calm. It's just about emotional well-being and mental health. It's an absolutely phenomenal record. Awesome. I'm all about it, Mike. This is great. Um, Anything else to touch on from last week until we get into this week? Actually, real quick, uh, I really like the Youngblood album. I think it was pretty good. It was a lot of fun. Definitely not album of the year seeker, but well, it's fun, fun for what it is. To be fair, though, so many singles you'd kind of already yeah, heard it, right? Exactly. That's that's always yeah. it's always tough when a band releases a new album, but when you've heard all the singles, it's almost almost like mm-hmm. it's almost like they've just released an EP for what's new to yeah. you. Yep. Mm-hmm. And the other kind of thing I want to touch on, like if you haven't listened to that Varsity EP yet, that's probably one of my favorite EPs this year. I haven't gone through and kind of like re-listened critically. But just kind of on first glance, listening to it two or three times, the entire EP bangs. And if you like metalcore and kind of like R&B, check it out. Yeah, absolutely. All right. Well, shall we? Yeah, I think we shall. Okay. Well, we're going to get into the top five albums of the week. We're getting to the end of the year, and I'm always curious about which of these albums may sneak their way into the album of the year. And it's, it's always funny too, because I think you can get hyped on an album, but you kind of can recognize Mm -hmm. your own hype and wonder if like recency bias, right. But, but like sometimes you're like, wait, is this really better than a record that came out in January? Or is it just because Mm -hmm. I'm so hyped on it that you'll actually later on in another year, you'll be like, fuck, I didn't give that December release like as much love because I was thought maybe I was just kind of like, a little gaga over it i've definitely done similar things but anyway let's get into the top five with number five on your list mike all right so number five shane do you miss vanna oh yeah vanna was a great a great band i do miss them and uh are they kind of back they're kind of back so it's actually an old lineup that vanna have i don't remember who's uh the vocalist i'm pretty sure they kept pretty consistent uh, instrumentalist i think it was like their second vocalist but they're back as a band called in spirit all caps yeah. they're putting out their new ep moon absolutely incredible band if you're into kind of like metalcore post-hardcore kind of meld i guess i don't know it sounds like vanna it's basically vanna it's really <laughs> good i don't know how to describe this more if you like old vanna uh, you'll like this if you want to check it out it's kind of your classic like i would say not modern metalcore like it doesn't sound anything like era but it definitely sounds like 2012 to 2015 metalcore i would say it's just going to be really good it's going to be a fun ep that's really easy listening and i'm really excited for it yeah absolutely no great great pick at number five and it's great to see those guys uh getting back out there and and you know making new music making some new music that is is exciting so uh let's Mm -hmm. move on to number four number four so I've got this really interesting band from Jacksonville, Florida. They're called Yashira, and they're putting their new album Fall to Be Out. It's kind of a sludge doom metal band. Uh, if you're familiar with bands like Wolf King, 
uh, Umbra Vitae, and they've almost kind of got some early core influences like Zeo, uh-huh. which is absolutely cool. I listen to the singles. It's very sludgy. That's a term you're not familiar with. It almost sounds like a slightly like over-distorted guitar, I guess. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know how to describe it perfectly. I, I didn't catch the band name. Uh, so Yashira. Yashira. Yeah. Not Yahiman, Yashira. Yashira. It's Y A S H I R A. Okay. And, okay. Uh just kind of like listening to them, I didn't get like I haven't been able to spin the singles as much as I wanted to, but I've been kind of really excited for this because I've seen a lot of other people hyping it up. Um I listen to the singles and I'm like, wow, these are great songs. Unfortunately, didn't get to spin them enough again. But um I really think that this album's just gonna be kind of like that old school nineties metal sound. Not like uh, Limp Biscuit or anything metal sound, but like uh, you know, kind of that like sludgy, almost intro to metalcore kind of thing. Okay. Uh, what? Which, what? Um, where's this band from? Do you know anything about them? They're from Jacksonville, Florida. Interesting. Jacksonville, yeah. Florida. Go Jaguars. Yeah. Something hmm. like that. Yeah. Okay. Interesting. Is that a sports team? NFL, right? That's yeah. That's that's NFL. Okay. Yeah, they're not having a very good year. It happens. Neither are the Lions. They, uh, no, the Lions. Oh man, the Lions never have a good year. Well, they had some really, really bad years. Like they had the year where they went zero and yeah. sixteen. That was mm-hmm. a r- really rough year. And then they were okay for a while, like but m- mediocre. Like they never. I don't know if they've won a playoff game in the past. I don't know when the last time they were years. in a playoff game in the last fifteen. Yeah, years. <laughs> I mean they've they've been to the playoffs, but have they? One any game? I don't know. I don't think so. But no, anyway, let's get off the so football either. talk and let's get into yeah. uh, number three already. Let's go. Number three. So this is a band that I think a lot more people are going to be more familiar with. Uh, coming in also from Florida, Gainesville, actually. Oh, yeah. New, al- new yes. album, Silver Linings. We got Less Than Jake. Yes. Ska punk legends. Thank you Absolute for a punk legends. rock pick for a change, Mike. Jeez. You're welcome. You're I mean, ki- how can I- you're killing me here. So less than Jake is kind of like impossible not to talk about because a lot of people who listen to this show are Warped Tour kids and either less than Jake or real big fish. Whenever you're walking between stages or maybe you're at those stages, (laughs) you kind of always ominously hear one of the two in the background. (laughs) (laughs) The ominous sounds of ska punk. Yeah. Yeah, Like I, I legitimately remember like all of a sudden it was such a weird feeling. I think it was like 2011 or 2012. Woe is me was playing and woe is me ended like heavy metalcore band. Right. And then all of a sudden just in the background, I think like next stage over or something like that. I just hear trumpets and like real big fish just <laughs> yeah. playing beer. Or something. Yeah. Like one of them's playing. It's just great. No, like, ex- no, exactly. <laughs> no. Um, well, less than Jake. I mean, it's funny that you mentioned them in the same breath as warp tour. Uh, well, First of all, I mean, most people know. Yeah, most people know that they're they are the band that has the record for most Warp Tour appearances, both mm-hmm. in years played and dates played. Uh, Haven't they played over a year of Warp Tour? Yes, they have. Yep, absolutely insane. It's crazy. So yeah, so they they uh, they hold the record, and uh, it's it's kind of interesting from my personal experience because the first Warp Tour I ever went to was in mm-hmm. 1997, and I saw less than Jake that day it was the first time i'd ever heard of the band and my my friend bought their cd and we like listened to it on the way home and fell in love with the band and that was you know 20 
three years ago, which is crazy. Mm -hmm. And, and I'm still super excited for everything, uh, that they put out. But so I've heard this record already. Uh, I got, I got an advanced copy of it, uh, from the label because I, well, I had both on the podcast. I had both Chris, uh, um, and Roger both on the show and yeah. And so, so they, they sent me the album and I listened to it and it's awesome. It, oh, I it is expect nothing less. And and well, yeah, I mean, you know, I, I won't say that I think every less than Jake record that's come out in the past, let's say mm, even 10 years, I wouldn't say all their mm-hmm. albums are like amazing. I think they've put out some good material, but this record, I'm not sure. Well, I'll tell you why I think it is, but this record is really cohesive, really strong mm-hmm. all the way through, has a really just a nice consistency to it because yeah. with with a band that is doing the ska thing and also sometimes kind of hardcore punk at the same time, mm-hmm. I feel like sometimes it's hard to find a, a nice just sort of, um, a, I guess a consistency for lack of a better word. But what happened was their drummer, Vinny, founding member, he was kind of the the man behind the lyrics and he wrote a lot of the the, the lyrics and a lot of the vocal ideas mm-hmm. i guess not not so much the melodies but like the subject matter so yeah. when when he he's out of the band now and they have a new drummer and now it's kind of up to the other two singers who didn't really write a lot of lyrics before to kind of fill that that role and when it takes you're talking, some time to like find your groove with that, too. for sure. I mean, especially when you're talking about a band that's been together for thirty years. Yeah, you know that's that's kind of like there's the old expression you can't te- teach an old dog new tricks. Well, that's what you're trying to do with with a band here, right? And I'm not saying that mm-hmm. they're they they couldn't possibly do it, but it's impressive how good the lyrics are now. And I would yeah. venture that this is the best less than Jake album lyrically. Uh, and it has some of the best songs that they've ever made, not just in the last five, 10 years, like ever. So this now, is a, this is a must listen. If you're into anything remotely close to ska punk at all, you're going to like honestly, this record. Even if you're not into ska punk, I think that you can't listen to less than Jake without having a smile on your face. That's just kind <laughs> of the sound of the music, right? Yeah. Like it's just always so happy. Like if there's a sad song, it's only one on the album. And I think like, <laughs> I'm really happy that they waited until this point in the year to put this album out because after the entirety of 2020, like coming into a less than Jake album is just going to be so refreshing. And I'm so excited to just put this record on and spin it and kind of forget about everything that happened this year for yeah. an hour. Yeah. And I don't know, I'm really excited because, you know, I really like lyricism, things like that. And you saying it's their best album lyrically, I'm going to be paying attention to that now. So, no, absolutely. And I think excited. it's also the first album that their bass player, Roger, has produced. Uh, so Ooh. self-produced album, which sometimes as a fan of a band, you might go, oh, yeah, like you get a little scared. Mm-hmm. You know, you shouldn't be. This record also sounds better than anything they've put out before. So awesome. And and Chris, shout out to his podcast, Chris DeMakes. He has a really good podcast, too, where he's it's kind of like punk rock song exploder. If you've ever okay. heard of uh, Song Exploder, the podcast, basically you take just one song and you break it down with the songwriter mm-hmm. and talk all about it. So that uh, that's what he's doing, and uh, it's a really, really great podcast. If you like mine, you'll probably like his. Fun. Check it out. Yeah. All right, Mike. Well, uh, let's move on to number two. Number two, something that came up today 
And I'm sure if you are into music at all, you have seen <laughs> that the entire world is exploding because Taylor Swift announced a new album. My God. And it's coming out tomorrow. Uh, <laughs> surprise release. Uh, supposedly, it's the sister album to her album from earlier this year. Folklore. Okay. So, uh, yeah, that was my first question when you, you told me the news this morning, Mike. Was yep. I was like, didn't she just put out a fucking album? Like, yep. So, I'm wondering what kind of thing is this? Is this like. I have no idea. Okay, well, there's a few different things it could be. It could just be like bullshit remixes or something like that. It's not. So demos. she released the track list and it's full on like new songs, new features, like everything right. like that. So we could be getting into a Metallica load reload situation mm-hmm. where it's kind of like the songs that weren't good enough for the one record are on this one. Uh, Hollywood Undead Chapter One, Chapter Two. Oh, is that, that... we just got? <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I don't. I don't know. I didn't. I haven't checked out the, the new Hollywood Undead album. Neither have I. But beyond. the <laughs> okay. Well, <laughs> thanks for the thanks expert for this for your speculation. You're welcome. Uh, <laughs> but but no, I, I am very very. Uh, excite well excited is the wrong word i'm mm-hmm. interested in knowing and 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 hearing what this record's all about me too you kind of figure someone like taylor swift would be like she'll do this in like three years because oh, yeah. what does she have to prove or why would she do this right now and i'm really curious mm-hmm. as to why and maybe just quarantine sitting around bored and she's a hell of a songwriter. You know, that could be it. She, she made a huge statement about it, and I kind of skimmed through it. Uh, basically, her birthday's in three days, and she wanted to kind of release an album around her birthday uh, or something like that. And she felt like it was really important to kind of follow up this album as quickly as possible with kind of like the other side of it. So, I mean, I really liked Folklore. I wouldn't say it was Taylor Swift's best material by far. I think she... Yep she sounds really good in kind of like that slower pop music, but I think she sounds better in the more upbeat pop music. And so I'm kind of hoping for some of that from this album. Right. Because it's, it's called evermore. And I think kind of when you think of something being like evermore, it's typically like a happier kind of thought, at least you want it to be a happier kind of thought, but I kind of hope that we get something a little poppier, right? Yeah. Yeah. I I absolutely agree with you on that one. So yeah, so Taylor Swift at number two, and um, yeah, yeah, I'm just I'm at a loss for why, and also why do mm-hmm. you say it's coming? Yeah, why not just surprise drop it too? I guess it's probably out because the way that it works, like it's maybe it's out if you're in Australia or something. Probably, um, and so like, maybe if there's any Australians in the middle of the night. I mean, she's got it. like, I mean, every band artist has crazy super fans too, right? So maybe she wanted to just uh, get them like ready to buy records like hey you might want to allocate funds now so you can buy the new merch line or something like that right <laughs> hey maybe maybe drain the savings yep yeah maybe all right well it is time michael speaking of savings yeah we're gonna get into the number one album of the week after this Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. 
to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. And we're back. That was a we commercial are. break. There's probably a commercial button I could hit for all the people. If you, if it probably is. If you're into that sort of thing. Let's not do it because we're already past it. But <laughs> No, it's it's like... There, I know when you talk about commercials, it's always like no one's like into commercials. But I will say, back mm-hmm. in the day before you could pause at TV and stuff, commercials were great, man. They were a bit better. Like, I remember growing up and I absolutely loved the Geico Cavemen. Like, those commercials <laughs> were hilarious. Have you, speaking of, have you ever actually gone and watched the Geico Caveman TV show that they made? No. And la- it lasted Ooh. like six episodes. <laughs> it is some of the worst television I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> but it was like just the fact that it made it that far to having like six episodes or so was just wild. There's only one company that can make art good, and it's Liquid mm-hmm. Death. Oh, yeah. Yes, the two Liquid Death albums are both great, but uh, yeah, great no ads. corporation, especially an insurance company, should be should be making any art. <laughs> Wendy's had a rap EP that was all about dissing oh, other fast food chains, and that was pretty yeah. great too. <laughs> yeah, I forgot about that. That's right. <laughs> and there's a in Canada, we have a grocery store called No Frills, yeah. and uh, they've made an album too. I guess interesting. That's talking about yeah how good they're their food is maybe that's so. what we'll do in the holiday dead space we'll review the no frills album <laughs> <laughs> as an american oh, and a Canadian. it's a dark week we just come <laughs> on it's an ominous week <laughs> yes speaking of ominous what do you think the number one album this week is do you have any guesses no you, no i don't i not. don't know you you like sometimes you send me records and then you don't Actually, they're not actually on the list anymore. And <laughs> then you're talking about for me Yashira. Too. And I'm like, I don't even know what Yashira. Yeah, this <laughs> happens all the time. So no, I, I have absolutely no idea what the number one album of this week is. But give all it right. to me. This time I stuck with it. I'm excited. Out of Cincinnati, Ohio, the brand new album Burn from Power Rock Math Rock band foxy shazam oh foxy that's cool cool oh yeah i love foxy shazam such a hard band to label and define it really is oh Um, yeah i ended up like so i always come up with four fans of for the list and everything like that right and i ended up landing on the darkness which i think (laughs) is a pretty good one right electric six which i think is like kind of the vibe where they're almost kind of like that like trying to be kind of like almost hair metal, but like a little bit fancier with guitar riffs, almost a little bit like UK alternative, but they're like taking themselves way too seriously to the point that it's funny. And they know that they're doing that. Yes. And I compared them to like Royal public too, which is just a meme band, but they sound really similar. Right. Like it's been six years since they put out an album. They went on hiatus. Yeah. So Um, no Gonzo was the last album um which yeah back in 2014 the the, yeah i I remember the interesting thing about about um foxy shazam is when they came out they were on a hardcore label they were on ferret ferret records like and still to this day look at their like people who like foxy shazam also like 
uh, what was it? It's like the fall of Troy and like sure. the sound of animals fighting and stuff like that. All yeah. these post hardcore bands. Yeah, it's it was really like they kind of came out and I was like, oh, that's kind of a different name for mm-hmm. a hardcore band. But there were always like there were always hardcore bands with like silly names like that. I mean, look at Gorilla oh, yeah. Biscuits. Gorilla Biscuits is this kind of yeah. a silly name, right? You kind of forget that it's a silly name. Because it's Gorilla Biscuits is Gorilla Biscuits. But, exactly. you know, so I was like, oh, okay, it's kind of like a, a funny name. It isn't like whatever you'd expect a, a hardcore band coming out in 2008 to be called like Day of Reckoning mm-hmm. or like some something generic. Oh, yeah. So, blank they, the blank. I, yeah. So I remember I got a promo copy of that mm-hmm. CD because back in, that, in the days, that was just getting thrown around that all over the awesome. place. And, uh, yeah, and honestly, like, just love the record. Was like really, really kind of confused at first because I was like, mm-hmm. okay, this this is this, this, this doesn't make sense that this is coming out on Ferret Records and that this band is they went on tour with, like every time I die, you know, yeah, like, so absolutely wild. Yeah, so so that I think it was every time I die. I was a, a band in that genre, a uh, similar style. So it was really, really confusing. But a band that wrote it out and grew and did some really really cool uh things i mean they i think they were on sire for a while too like they signed to a major so so really cool that they're back and i'm really excited to hear this yeah i mean honestly so they put out three singles burn dreamer and the rose if you like Foxy's Shazam, they sound exactly like Foxy's Shazam. they've got kind of a more ballady (laughs) song with burn well burn's kind of the intro song i think dreamer's kind of the ballady song and the rose is kind of like they're standard, like a little bit more fast paced, um, kind of interesting rock riff. Um, that's another thing that I like about them. They don't settle for just doing power chords as a rock band. Like they actually write some real tasty licks too. Oh yeah. Like, I don't know. I almost want to think of them as like a modern hair metal band, if that makes sense. Yeah. Well, in a way, in a way that the darkness is just so theatrical, but actually good. And mm-hmm. and that they know that it's sort of like they're kidding, like they're not taking themselves too, yeah. too seriously, like that is uh, is is really it's a rare find, mm-hmm. and it's it's even rarer to find a band that does it well, you know. Yeah. So they're they're I can definitely agree with that. So they're doing both of those things, and it's uh, it's really great to see, and I'm I'm so happy that you have this uh, this pick. I would consider it like almost like a toned down Steel Panther too. Like Steel Panther oh, yeah. leans in. Oh, there. Oh, it's uh, it's it can be graphic. Uh, oh yeah, like, especially if you've com- seen them live. Compared on to that, Fox Shazam is like dipping their toes in the hair metal. <laughs> but like, yes, yes, no. It's uh, Steel. I'm going to say Steel Panther is 100 percent a joke. Uh, oh, yeah. Whereas as Foxy Shazam, like I don't know, 25 percent a joke. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe I don't know if if they'd be upset at at me saying that or if they'd be like yeah 25 is about right yeah i mean <laughs> there's a percentage i think for every band where they kind of think of themselves as like yeah, yeah you know you got to put those little jokes in there for me like i don't think anybody <laughs> takes themselves entirely seriously like even silent planet one of the most serious bands out there like replaced the lyrics to one of their songs for a shirt with because their van died like that was great right. Like, right no no totally and i think things. that that's just the natural way i mean propaganda that's another example of like probably one of the most important mm-hmm. politically charged punk rock bands ever they don't have any problem joking around making fun of themselves it, it, like completely ridiculous stuff they put in there mm-hmm. when they are literally maybe the only band that you can say has 
100% practice what they've preached for the last over 30 years. And they Which, 100% will joke around and whatever. So, yeah, so it makes sense. Speaking of bands that are also joking around, I got to put a day to remember in a good light because they decided that too many people were bootlegging meme merch of their stuff. So they decided to create bootleg ADTR.com and it looks like one of those bootleg shirts. Like it says in rainbow font, a hundred percent authentic merchandise. And like, I love just got it. The white shirt with the meme font that says a day to remember. And it's got Jeremy like cleaning a bar top and it says disinfect your surroundings. Like it, it, it is straight up a real website though. I forget That's which band incredible. member like tweeted it out. Like hundred percent. Great. All right. So we have talked about the number one album this week. Yes. And now on to some honorable mentions. Is it slowing down a little bit at the end of the year? No. Okay. Uh, you always think it is, but it's never going to. <laughs> so first things I want to talk about, a band, good friends of mine, good friends of yours, from the Lead Singer Syndrome All Access Club, actually formed in the All Access Club. Yes. Uh, they are, I think one guy's from Texas, one guy's from Philly or Jersey, and I forget where the other dude's from. New Hampshire. But New Hampshire. That's where Eric's from, yeah. New Hampshire. New Hampshire. Uh, but they're called Taroff. Taroff? Is that? I don't I don't know how to say it. It's spelled weird. I think T-A it's Taroff. T-A apostrophe A-R-O-F. They're yes. putting out a new EP, their first material. Yes. They're pretty good, like old school, emo, post-hardcore. I kind of compared them to like Law Dispute almost, if that kind of fits the vibe where it's kind of like, almost talk screaming but it's still like post hardcore yeah yeah totally well i i uh, heard it i'm i've heard it yeah it's it's really um cool that this band was formed out of this podcast literally Mm -hmm. uh you know the all access club which is at the bottom of the screen for people watching and i'm sure if you listen to this podcast you know it exists by now and uh you know we're always on there hanging out and some of the members formed uh an in the all access club band. And, uh, it's really awesome that this happened. And mm-hmm. I was actually asked to contribute to one of the songs. So, uh, one of the songs on the CP, I actually wrote the lyrics, uh, and, and melodies for, and collaborated with them. And there was a version of the song with me singing too, but we decided to keep that one just for an exclusive in the all access club for members, yep, yep, yep. you know, in there to, you know, cause it's our thing, right? We, mm-hmm. we you got to give back to the community that started you. Right. Real so, talk. um, so it's, it's really cool, but, but yeah, they're, they're coming out with this EP, which I'm really excited about. And, uh, yeah, it bangs it bangs and, and, uh, just, just really, really, really cool. I, I, I you call it like a, a bit of a throwback and I don't mm-hmm. think that that's completely wrong. Uh, in some but of the it's influences, not completely right either. But there's like, something modern about it too that I really like. Mm-hmm. You know, something a little bit a little bit cutting edge uh, about the songs too. There's kind of a hecticness to it, whereas like uh, when you look at kind of older post hardcore and stuff, it still followed kind of a formula. Whereas this, it doesn't kind of follow your normal songwriting structure, at least from the singles that I've heard. And yeah, I totally. think that kind of keeps it interesting. Totally. I think if you're if you're a fan of maybe like something like Being as an Ocean. You'd probably yeah. really be into old, this. Old being as an ocean. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, something in that realm where it's, it's. you'd still call it, it's definitely post-hardcore, uh, but yeah. then there are some 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 really cool elements. So yeah, that's a great pick. Uh, happy 
Happy that that's on the list, Mike. Well, oh yeah, an honorable mention. But Taylor Swift did yeah. come out, probably bumped them right off the list. Sorry, so. Brian, they bumped you. Hey, but you get bumped by Taylor. You got bumped by Taylor. She came in, she called me up and she said, hey, Mike, I'm going to let you finish, but you got to bump Tar off. <laughs> but no, um, keep it rolling. Uh, we've got some new acoustic EPs, which I always think are a little fun, uh, from pop punk bands specifically. We've got one coming from Youth Fountain, which I think, well, I know they're a newer up and coming kind of pop punk band, but I think they're a really fun band. And if you're into this kind of new wave of pop punk that's happening, you'll really enjoy them. And an acoustic EP from Bayside. It's their third acoustic EP. And yeah. I'm pretty sure a lot of people know who Bayside is. I um, certainly kind of do. a cult. They they are a cult. Yeah, that's that's <laughs> funny you bring up the Bayside Bayside is a cult thing. I remember when that was that became a thing and they had mm-hmm. Victory Records made and I mean I could be a little bit wrong here. I'd have to you know, Anthony would correct me, but this is how I recall it happening. Victory Records had merch deals with all their bands to where mm-hmm. you had to allow them to print like a certain amount of shirts to sell. And like, sure, you would get paid for it, but it was like really bad, right? So yep. so typically like you kind of wanted your own merch to be better than the merch mm-hmm. that the label was selling, <laughs> you know, so that if people are online, yeah. they're going to buy the stuff directly from you or on tour and not their merch. Bayside, I guess, was they were working with the label and our designer friend, uh, Jason, and they made this one that just said Bayside is a cult on it. And <laughs> they were like, what? Like, wh- where is this coming from? It's like the owner was like, yeah, you guys are a cult. You guys are going to be a cult band. Everyone's going to like, and they made this like little <laughs> marketing thing, like just kind of there. They they just had one record out. Like it wasn't. It works. Like and, other bands have copied the method. Well, right? well I'll get to that in a minute. But th- that was, well, so so the, the Bayside is a cult thing be- became like something that they hung their hat on. Mm-hmm. And what I love about it is after all these years, it's true. They yeah. absolutely have a massive, massive cult following. And I don't think it's just because they said they did, but that's how no. it started. <laughs> like, there are people that legit make me think Bayside is a cult. They are diehard Bayside fans. I think the band's like, okay, like they're fun. If they put, get put on, I'm not mad. But you say something like that to some of these Bayside fans and they're like, oh my God, how is it not your album well, of the year? I'll be honest. Like, when you just it, said that, crazy. when you just sort of, what's the word? Uh, dumbed Nonch- down, uh, yeah, nonchalantly, so nonchalantly brushed it off, like brushed them off, like mm, yes, oh, sorry, you're not a metal band, oh, sorry, Bayside, uh, no, like, I love pop punk, uh, I, but they're more than pop punk, they are, they're they're more on the punk side of pop punk, they, they but they're more like, than that too, like I totally get why if if somebody said to me, hey, Bayside's my favorite band. I would 100% be like, oh, I, I absolutely I get why they have something so special. Their their songs are written in a way that other bands don't write their songs. Their mm-hmm. lyrics are crafted in a certain way. Like their their sound is interesting. Anthony's voice is is different. I really really get the uh, why they have done what they've done with their fan base. And th- this mm-hmm. EP um, now I. I actually saw a news thing that they had had released a video for Poison in My Veins, which is an old yeah, song. Yeah, I think that's right. And so is this Bayside EP, do you know, is it old songs that they're redoing? 
Uh, I'm not 100% sure. Because uh, I haven't seen the track like, listing, and I, I, I always have trouble finding that stuff sometimes. Yeah. Um, like I honestly don't know Bayside well enough to say. I mean, it looked like older stuff uh, when I kind of did my research when I was... Like, you see a Bayside single comes out. I'm going to put it on the list. So I right. like, do the research, and I look at it, and I'm like... It says, like, on the kind of, like, news article that I see, it's, like, acoustic single. So I'm like, okay, I've got to look at, like, when the single came out. And I think the first one they dropped... Is from like second album maybe okay yeah yeah know. okay yeah, i don't remember cool but, well let's yeah let's get to more some, some more stuff mentions yes so i'm gonna leave the stuff that came out on monday that we need to talk about because it's kind of important news for the end so that all of you still listening if you want the real takes uh you get those at the end Ooh. uh so to today this band i'm not familiar with i think they're a two-piece rock instrumental electronic group called the q stack Released a song featuring David Hasselhoff. Oh, nice. Absolute banger. Like, 100% make sure you go listen to this song. Like, if you don't take it seriously, you're going to absolutely love it. It's in the same. (laughs) Do you remember when that movie Kung Fury came out and it was like 30 minutes and it was like on YouTube and everything? (laughs) Yeah, I remember that. The big thing was like David Hasselhoff had the song for that. Yeah. (laughs) It's like that, but metal. And it's so funny. <laughs> like, oh, I love it. Um, I absolutely love it. It's so good. Now, do you think David Hasselhoff is taking this seriously and that's what makes it good? Um, or do you think he knows? See, David Hasselhoff, I think, is a hard man to read in any situation. And I have no idea. Because like, you're talking to the dude who was in the SpongeBob movie. Not just <laughs> once, but like twice, I'm pretty sure. Right. <laughs> like, right. I don't know. This guy, he probably just has no inhibitions and just does whatever he wants to do, right? Like somebody was willing to pay the fee for his time and said, hey, do you want to sing on our song? And he's probably like, yep. Like, I don't know. It's cool. Yep. That's probably what happened, but it is it is really funny. Yeah. Um, so first kind of legacy band putting out a single this week that's coming back. Jamie's Elsewhere. Oh yeah, Aaron Pauly's band. Yeah, back together. I've heard it because it early released on I want to say Revolver or something like that. So I went and checked it out. It sounds a little bit more poppy than old Jamie's Elsewhere. So if you're looking for kind of that 2012, uh, the Lighthouse, I think, or I forget the name of the album, but I think the Lighthouse is a song actually. But if you're looking for that kind of sound, you're not going to find it. Um, it's definitely a bit poppier. It's kind of more in vine with modern metalcore. Like I would kind of compare it almost to like a day seeker, something like that. Um, really good song. I highly suggest if you're awesome. listening to this and you didn't know it was coming out, it's coming out. Forget the name of the song. Uh, we're also getting a new song from one of my favorite solo artists to ever come out of the scene. Tillian is putting out a brand new solo song. Awesome. Yeah. Do you listen to his uh, kind of pop project that he has going on? Oh, I, I, I love everything that he does. I mean, the guy is like, he's incredible. I, I mean, there's oh, no yeah. other way to say it. He's incredible. And I don't want to spoil my, you know, top 10 list, but mm-hmm. his work with Dance Gavin Dance this year was, I mean, that record is insane. Oh, I agree. I mean, uh, that record, that, that actually, ha- it came out before this podcast was started. Yep. Uh, so we haven't talked about that album at all, but, but that, I mean, just this guy and, and he just keeps getting better. Oh, he does. 100%. You know, uh, but I mean, I guess that's, that's interesting. You know, we're talking about two bands from Nor- NorCal right now too. Right. Um, 
but with with uh, James Elsewhere, back to them, you know, uh, Aaron Pauly going back to that band again mm-hmm. is really cool because I really felt like they shined with him in it and it was mm-hmm. super underrated at the time you know oh, yeah. uh, it, it definitely felt, definitely slipped through the cracks so it's cool that that that's coming back to you i wanted to touch on and, that and and show my support for for that one of mike's controversial takes i think this might be one of the first ones that we're actually getting on the cast oh okay. i think every member of of mice and men that had another project was better in their original project Aaron Polly with I'm thinking James about Elsewhere. it. Austin I, Carlisle with Attack Attack. I, I was um, I was gonna say that was my first thing. Even Austin, even Austin. <laughs> um, well, I know you love Attack Attack. So Jer- Jerry Roush with Glass Cloud and Sky Eats Airplane. He was in the oh, band for yeah. a year. Sky Eats Airplane was super good too. Oh, I love them. They're they're teasing Glass Clouds coming back too. So I'm pretty excited about that. We'll see if Jerry's in it. I'm cool with it. If not, eh, we'll see. Well, yeah. Well, I'll, I'll I'll give you my Glass Cloud take right now i i oh, yeah. um in fact we talked about this a little bit in the all-access club glass mm-hmm. cloud a band that was again short-lived not a lot oh, of yeah. people heard about them i feel like they broke up kind of right as they were starting like if they just gotten over that hump i think that they mm-hmm. would have you know done some amazing things but one of they're one of the most talented bands uh both in guitar bass and drums oh, you'll, yeah. you'll ever find and two of the guys are now in glass jaw uh their drummer and bass player playing glass jaw and their guitar player shout out to a muir uh yep <laughs> plays plays guitar in a muir extremely underutilized in a muir well, in my opinion but uh, yeah i mean he, he fitting is, with the band yes so. oh yeah sure i mean it, he's he's doing his job and and getting it done but absolutely incredible guitar player and jerry roush uh a guy that you know I know him pretty well from from some tours. Mm-hmm. I've seen the guy go a little crazy. Kind uh, of an urban legend almost. Yes. I've seen him do some crazy shit, but I love that guy. And, oh, yeah. and his attitude and his energy, Glass Cloud's not the same without him. So I hope that it is him. I, I have a feeling mm-hmm. that it will be uh, because they never had another singer as far as I know, right? Nope. So nope. uh, I, I think that that that's it's kind of got to be him. Uh, mm-hmm. Otherwise, it wouldn't you wouldn't be able to keep the same name, in my opinion. But very excited because those are not only not only a great band, but some great people in that band too. I love those guys. Oh yeah, yeah. So going off of Jerry Roush and his kind of antics, uh, another band that has some antics put out two new songs on Monday. Uh, the first material we've heard from them in four years. Uh, as far as I know, they're still waiting until they can tour again to release an album, but. Did you listen to the new songs from Every Time I Die? No, they just came out. Yeah. Yes. And, oh, and, and dude. classic, classic Every Time I Die, they announced that they were going to tease something to be announced. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Oh, it's oh, so good. That was so funny to me. Uh, like, no, I have. I didn't know they actually came out. I, I, uh, yep, they, they I slept on, on those. Cool, cool. Um, uh, what's the take on those? What uh, what do they sound like to you on upon first uh, inspection? So they kind of remind me more of like. So I'm not huge in like versed in every time I die. Like they're another one of those bands that like I've never been able to dive in when listening to. Hmm. Okay. But I love them live every single time. So I would almost consider them as like a more modern underwater bimbos from outer space like that kind of vibe where they're definitely more fast paced. I think it's a 
return to form from their last album um okay which was low teens which i think a lot of people really liked and i like that i liked it too. too yeah but it definitely was a different style from them i think compared to their other stuff and i think they're kind of returning to the fast chaotic not having as much of a song structure uh kind of vibe that they normally flow with right i really well, like the songs though right well every time i die that you know obviously them being from buffalo new york just a couple hours mm-hmm. from toronto they would they would come up and play you know all the time uh locally in my area so you know i knew about them mm-hmm. in literally in the 90s what was cool about them was they were really they were never really afraid to take chances and change their sound and mm-hmm. you know when hot damn came out which was kind of like their their breakthrough record. It was completely yep. different. Didn't sound like anything else that had had really come out before. And, you know, from there, it was like the joke was like, Keith Buckley, he's going to change his vocal style on every album. Like they're going to, he's mm-hmm. going to give you something more on every album until now. It's like, okay, now they've put out, I don't know. I don't know what album this is going to be. I think this is going to be like album nine. I yeah, that, say. that sounds about right to me. So, you know, now I feel like they're the kind of band that can reflect a little bit back on their legacy, mm-hmm. not in terms of like, Hey, we're going to do album tours and stuff because i don't know if they're that kind of a band but i don't think they would they are a band though that will probably be smart enough to say like okay these are the some of the sounds we've done in our past and Mm -hmm. what can we do to kind of you know make a new album that incorporates some of the best of of every time i die along with our new direction and they they're yeah they've always did a great job of doing that on low teens and i think that they're probably going to do the, do it again. And it's always mm-hmm. exciting when, when he did puts out a new album. I think so as well. Um, again, I really like these songs. They took me by surprise. Cause normally I don't like every time I die songs right away. Yeah. Uh, these ones like first listen, I was in. So hundred percent. Great. All right. Um, and kind of, kind of our last thing. I think <laughs> I really hope you listen to it because I think this is kind of what everybody wants me to hear me or hear me talk about. Cause I haven't talked about it all week. The new, Attack Attack single. Oh, I haven't heard it. Oh. Dude, right. I'm going to throw it on right now. Do it. Hold on a second. I think I have to unplug you to, to make it work. How, oh. can I, how can I do it? Hang on. I'm going to listen to it on All my, right. Shane's gonna on listen my to telephone. It. Or this you is, could just like listen to it and I could talk. And like just yeah, yeah, in the chat. Yeah, well, I mean, you, it's you, not that you, important. You, you, we, we got it going. No, it, it is that important. I really want to hear. Because I, I was meaning to listen to it. And yeah. then I didn't. And I am curious because here's my thing about about Attack Attack is that like th- they were not on my radar. Like I knew them as like the ridiculous young band that I, you know, not not my thing. So I, they seem I never really out of your them. wheelhouse. Yes. Ex- like very out of your wheelhouse, very in my wheelhouse. Like coming into high school, they were like <laughs> one of my favorite bands along with like Icy Stars, Asking Alexandria. Like all that stuff, like the super heavy electronic or that's my jam. Like all still right. is. All my life. Here we go. I will say the production carries it, I think. You're blinding my eyes now for way too 
So it's the ex-vocalist from Nine Shrines. I forget his name. You can look it up. Chris so I think that's what it is. Oh. I don't know. That's what Wikipedia tells me. It's a, it's, it's a bit of Johnny One Note in the chorus. Yeah. Uh, you know, the melody, the there's chorus. not a lot of like melody that really grabs you, but it's got some power. Um, but yeah, it doesn't sound like it's blowing my mind or anything. No. Like, every part of it, like, it sounds good. Like, I love the production in the electronic book. But then, like, the guitar work, the drumming, the bass, like, the vocals, all of it just kind of hits me as, like... We took Sirius XM Octane and threw the top ten songs in a blender. And this is like, yeah, it's got that little R and B like rhythm there. Yeah. That's very like you know what you know what they're trying to do. Yeah, like it's definitely not an attack attack song. Like I feel like they really, really, really should have just changed the name at this point, and something will. 100% have to change my mind, especially because they're advertising themselves as the return of Crabcore. Right. That is absolutely well, well, yeah, I mean, like someone saying here in the chat, like, it, it's just not an Attack Attack song. And, and yeah. I, I, I'm not one to speculate on that because I haven't heard a lot of Attack Attack in my life. But, it, I, I mean, yeah, it just doesn't what I would, like, I wouldn't so, say this would sound like Attack Attack. So let's think about this way. Would Caleb show me right away a song like that? Not at this point. Yeah, no. Like, I don't know. Okay. It's, it's fine. And that's all I'll say. Okay, well, there it is. So there's the, the reaction video of, of me listening yeah. to the new Attack Attack single, which that's something we haven't done before on the show. But uh, uh, yeah, I don't know. I, I think... Um, it seems a little weird. It's a little fishy to me. Like mm-hmm. you don't have you don't have Caleb, uh, who is you know a really important part of the band in in a lot of different aspects, and you don't have yeah. Johnny Frank, who was also important, uh, in, mm-hmm. and they were both vocalists in the band. Yeah. So when you take away two vocalists and songwriters, uh, you're extremely left with, talented songwriters, right? And you're left with like I guess one original member, guitar player that wrote stuff, two drummer and guitarist. I don't know. It's it's just like it's tough to call it the same band and I'm surprised mm-hmm. that and I don't know I have no inside information on this whether if Caleb I mean, or Johnny are like bummed they or said, there's legal they, issues but they, like if they're they still said s- they were okay with it on Instagram well so. if they're making well they, yeah that that I don't know does that really mean anything uh, yeah, what, what's happening legally like I don't know is this band still selling t-shirts if they're selling records someone's getting paid from that right yeah. those guys that contributed to those albums or wrote those albums are still getting paid money for that they will forever so oh, i'm sure it's part you know this is a part of their legacy um hey maybe it's just bringing more attention onto the old stuff mm-hmm. uh and maybe ultimately it's helping those guys out too i don't know but yeah who knows no bill murray um, it's definitely not bill murray it's definitely not bear tooth nope <laughs> nice hoodie by the way mike it's not even a hoodie it's just a shirt oh new shirt 
Oh, got it today. Oh, great. Yeah. I love I love the kind of like all over print shirts that have like, yeah, I need to go this way. That have like things that come all the way up to like the shoulders. I feel like that's a underutilized space in band t-shirts. <laughs> it's it's kind of a little bit like affliction. Uh, it is. And then like they said it was out. like a vin- vintage band shirt or something like that. I forget how they described it, but I I was like, all right, that's a pretty cool shirt. Like I like the vibe. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe I'm basic. Right on. Well, Mike, anything else to uh, tell the people about this week and new music? No, I don't really have anything unless something dropped and I'm not aware of it. It honestly I'm might I'm pretty have. sure we did it. As always, if you want to see the full list of everything that's coming out, follow me at Slappy Slam on Instagram and you will be able to see it in my story and on my page. It's pretty cool. You can see a lot of music. All this new shit. Got a new whip. That's some new ice. That's some new drip. Got rid of my old trash. Got a new bitch. All this new shit. All this new shit. All this new shit. Got a new whip. That's some new ice. That's some new drip. Got rid of my old trash. Got a new bitch. All this new shit.